Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. So I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and I thank God for this opportunity. This has been a very interesting challenge for me, and I hope this will be something that will be meaningful, and as you hear this program tonight, will touch your life. I thank the many volunteers who have made this possible. And before we begin, we'd like to start with a, a prayer. God, we ask you to be with us tonight as we share messages that will touch hearts. Those listening will be influenced. We pray your spirit will be with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Our guest tonight is, is Martina. And Martina, we're, well, we're really happy to have you here and sharing your story with us. Thanks, Earl. Uh, uh, you, could you tell us just a little bit about yourself and your time as a, as a Latter-day Saint? Sure. I'm 30. I am currently married, and my spouse now helped bring me to Christ. Great. I was about four years old when my brother decided that he wanted to go to a Mormon church. My parents were raised Mormon, but didn't follow for a very long time. My brother took me to church, and my parents followed, and <laughs> everything seemed great until Matt was probably about 13 and he was struggling to go and rebelled didn't go back and it caused a lot of pain between him and my dad mm -hmm. I continued to go although it wasn't something that I really wanted to do when I was 18 I moved away to the university dorms mm -hmm. the Utah and I wasn't I didn't have to go so uh -huh. I stopped and it's been great ever since. My dad didn't really care for that, but I've been a lot happier. Oh, I've been Christian for about two years. I've been baptized. That, that sums a lot up. Okay. okay. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. So let me go back a little bit in your history. And you were active as a teen and, and went to the meetings. And you attended seminary, did you? Or? I did attend seminary, except for my senior year. I did not go to graduation, although I would have graduated. I refused. Mm -hmm. oh. We were sealed in the temple back when I was about six. I was not happy about that. I remember being separated away from my parents, being at, at a really six. about about six. That might have been a little bit earlier. I was like I said, I was ornery. I have I have a picture of it, and I was. They woke me up really early, and I had to be away from my parents for so long. You could just tell that I did not want to be there. Inside the temple, you mean? Okay. Correct. And then you come in later into the temple and were sealed to your parents. Yes. And were they active during your, your time then? They did go with us, yes. Okay. And did they go back off into the temple as a couple later on? I mean... Mm, I would say only once a year. Oh. Okay. Oh. So did you feel like you had basically a normal LDS family? Normal LDS family... In the sense of callings and going to church? And Feeling, when I was younger, yes. yes. As we grew older, there was so much tension. I don't know that you see that in an LDS family, so kind of judging different. Well, I think sometimes it's, um, it's interesting how families there in, in church, especially, you see them, they all look kind of 
like they're perfect little families, mm -hmm. but yep. things aren't always perfect. Exactly. Did, so you, did you learn that or see that? Very much so. I felt like we were putting on a good front, but... Now at 18, you went to the university dorms, and were there others there that were LDS, uh, young ladies that had been active or...? Many, many. And did they also not go to church at that point? You know... Or did they ask you to come to church with them? They asked me and, and I, I refused. Oh, you just didn't weren't interested. No. Did you ever have a testimony of Joseph Smith, or? I did not. I had a testimony of God and a testimony of prayer. Wow. I I always felt that there was something there. I just didn't know what. You sound like someone who thinks on their own a little bit. Oh, maybe. Accused of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> had you read the Book of Mormon? I read parts of it back in seminary. That's really what we touched on was the Book of Mormon. So mm -hmm. I knew a lot more stories than I did the Bible. Mm -hmm. They didn't touch much on the Bible. It felt like I was, when I came to Christianity, my husband now will tell me was telling me stories back when I was being <laughs> baptized and whatnot. And it was like, where did no say, say that again? <laughs> Did you ever bear a testimony? I am asking about testimony, but I just wonder if how felt how how you felt your testimony in life in the LDS life was. I did. I did yeah. bear my testimony, but like I said, it was more along the lines of I believe in God and I believe in prayer yeah. and and relationships with Christ. I remember getting up and talking in sacred meeting many times, and instead of pulling out my scriptures and quoting verse by verse like they do, I would bring a child's book. Um, and it would be more of a what God is and The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. I love those books. And it was more showing the love of God than Joseph Smith. Oh, so it, was, it made it easier for you in good conscience to do that. It did. Okay. It felt right. Okay. Um, now you mentioned your brother seemed like he had a lot of influence in the family if he's the one that wanted everyone to go to the LDS family or church and at age 16 he kind of rebelled a little you said he did and how did that was that hard on mom and dad he and dad did not get along much oh. they do now they do now my brother is is wonderful now he has a relationship with christ oh has he yes my sister-in-law and their five children are oh, on a great track oh, and we, he didn't go on a mission or anything he did, did he? not go on a mission at age 16 he was done with the church he the lds church he yes. rebelled and i would say it's been about four years that he has been on the right track Oh, isn't that wonderful? Mm -hmm. He answer, and I... Answer to a prayer, I'm sure. It huh? is, it is, yes. <laughs> now, at age 18, then, you kind of uh, quit going to church. How long were you, say, inactive or not going to church at all? Inactive, let's see, I was 18. Let's see if I can do some math. <laughs> I was about 27. So, what's that? When you met your... Nine years. Your, your husband, you mean? When I met my husband, we were a lot younger. It's when I started, we started dating. We were friends for quite a while. Okay. And, and what was time. going on during that time period? Were you, were you... I honestly didn't know that one needed or could have a relationship with Christ. I believed in God, like I said, and I still, even though I wasn't in a religion at all, I still believed in God and I still believed in prayer. I just, I didn't have anybody to guide me and tell my husband and the, he took me to church and it was like, oh man, this is, this is it, this is right. I'm, I'm addicted to Christ. 
Just curious, did you feel like you were given you were given those opportunities as you were growing up in the church to to I mean, why those years of between 18 and 27 were kind of just kind of vague for you, it sounds like, and you really didn't have anything to fall back on? No. And no one to guide you? And no, I think... You'd think that you would have learned skills or, or religion and had those feelings as you were growing up, but uh, you didn't. I did not. Oh. Mm -hmm. Well, now, so what happens then at age 27? That's when Jeremy and I started dating, and he took me to church twice, and I, that's why I said, I said, I'm, I'm home, this is where I want to be, and I got baptized, and we go to service yeah. on a regular basis, and well, Now, as a, as a Mormon then, did your relationship, and you, know, you said you believed in God, but did you have a particular relationship with Jesus when you were a Mormon? No. What did you think of Jesus? I feel... I felt, I guess I still feel, that the LDS religion doesn't want to talk about the, the birth of Christ as much and the sacrifices that he's made for us. I feel like if I wear a cross, um, LDS people look down upon it like it's something very bad that they don't want to, to see or to hear about. I, I don't understand that myself, but I was that way for many, many years. If you see someone wearing a cross, it, it's, it gives it you a different impression. Very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And yet the Bible praises the cross. And, Agreed. And it, our sins have been nailed to the cross, as it says in the Bible. So why do you think that is? Honestly, I think that they deep down know the truth and that they are so ashamed of the people that they that they are. You think so? Mm -hmm. That's how I feel looking back on it now. I mean, looking at a cross, knowing that I put Christ there. Yeah. I did that. It means so much more now. It does. Yeah. I'm wondering if we we don't think of this as um, of the Gospel of Joseph Smith. It's funny you know? that you say that. That's yeah. that's how I feel. And yeah. Because the 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 cross is different. The mm -hmm. relationship with Jesus is different. We have new books. Jo Joseph Smith gave us a polygamy. He gave us Masonic rituals. Oh, goodness. He gave us so much uh, that is his gospel, which is fine for people that want to follow Joseph Smith and his gospel. But to believe in the biblical Jesus and, and his gospel is totally different. Mm -hmm. And you've come to that, it sounds like. That's great. Um, let's see. You... Did you uh, ever bear your testimony then? I said, I asked you about that, about I, bearing your I testimony. I did, but I didn't ever say anything about the church being true or yeah. Joseph Smith. How did you feel, your family feel about your changes? And I butted heads with my dad. He's still active? <laughs> I would just say that he's confused. Oh. Dad is different. Yeah. <laughs> He has many different beliefs in many different religions. Oh, so he didn't stay. Yeah. He he claims to be LDS, but he claims to be many other things as well. Oh, and your mother? My mom will come to service with Jeremy and I and Matt and his family mm. on special occasions. Someone's getting baptized. There's service for Easter, mm -hmm. but she doesn't talk about Christ in an open fashion like we wish she would. Oh, so she's not. Uh She's not born again, as you might say then. No, we're hoping. Okay. Well, were there specific things along your, your youth that uh, troubled you as, as far as the Mormon church were concerned, was concerned? Absolutely. What? 
When I was at girls camp, it was probably when I was about 14, we were around the campfire at a uh, fireside, mm -hmm. is what they call them. Yeah. And everybody was bearing their testimony and talking about the past year and their fears and whatnot. And I had a really good year, and so I got up and was praising God and said, I am a little bit concerned about my brother. He's gotten into some very not-so-good things, <laughs> to put it. Yeah. And I wasn't necessarily asking for help. It was yeah. just to get it off my chest nice to talk about it. Right. Shortly after the fireside was over, many people came to me. I, they were trying to give me condolences, but by the way that they were doing it really did upset me. There was much talk of the three different levels of heaven. Oh. And how I was expected to go to the celestial kingdom for a while my brother... Because the, you were bearing testimony and being a good girl. I was a good girl, yes. Yeah. And my brother was expected to go to the lowest level of heaven, which I, c I could stomach that, but they then put it in retrospect that Matt wouldn't be able to come visit me, only that I would be able to go down levels to visit him. Oh. And in my heart, I, w I wondered back then, What's godly in that? Where is God in that? That is a man-made, almost scripture that they go by. And I, it, it upset me. Just, just the thought of not being able to share. I didn't feel that God would make those rules that, I mean, if you're going to be in heaven, it's all about love. Yeah. Everybody's going to be there. I don't feel like there's going to be three levels and that you're going to be restricted. That's also a Josie another. Smith I, I know. Uh, thing, too, isn't it? I mean, there yes. are bodies celestial and bodies terrestrial, but heaven and earth, not, not the three degrees of glory. Yes. Yeah. There was another one. That, what that, was that? Another story that bothered me. Okay. Um, I was, I think I had just graduated high school, and my grandparents are very active in the Mormon religion. And my dad has six this siblings. Is his parents? My dad's his parents. parents, yes. He has six siblings, and the grandparents called us one day and says, We are going on a cruise, and I'm taking everybody. The grandparents said that they were going to take everybody. Very nice. Mm -hmm. But then they made it a point to disinvite my whole family because we don't pay tithing to the Mormon religion. Oh. And that was their reasoning. And <laughs> to me, God is love. That seemed judgmental. And that didn't <laughs> seem like love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's probably other ways that manifests itself from family to family. Uh, that's kind of dramatic, but I, I think there's dramatic. always that sense of separation if if people aren't adhering to uh, to different rules and mm. regulations, and and some people don't feel welcome in the LDS Church if they don't follow those uh, rules and regulations for sure. Well put. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think uh, Do you think Mormons study enough? Study enough? Yeah. Do they Do they know enough about their religion? Do you know more about Mormonism now? than you did before as a, ch as a child or I as a youth? Absolutely do. Yeah. There's one thing I can tell anybody that's in the LDS religion, it's to research your religion. I think if people were to actually step outside the box and research, they would find immaculate things. I believe that, say we have a grandmother, and they and a grandfather and they have children everybody is born into the mormon religion and they don't question it they right. just they just do what they're told
and then the next offspring comes and they don't question it and they just do what they're told no one gets to know Christ because it's just it's it's a tradition of religion passed down yes and they're just stuck and the things that do come up that are questions are either quickly explained or we don't look at both sides of the issue or passed off in some it. manner yeah mm -hmm. so do you uh, have any particular things that you think are, are problems in the doctrines of the church that you that you think if Mormons knew more about that they would question what they don't know enough about I guess absolutely what would you say that would be mm. polygamy for example polygamy is a good one yes there are I mean the FLDS is it fundamentalist yes, is, fundamental that, is that the proper term yeah. okay they actually practice their doctrine, whereas the... The original doctrine given by Joseph. Agreed. Right. Agreed. And whereas the other people the in Salt Lake that, mm -hmm, yeah. don't follow that. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Uh, so tell us a little bit about how your husband coerced you into going to a Christian church. Was that a tough sell? I don't think so. No. I think I was Christian to begin with and I just didn't know it. Yeah. I needed someone to show me that Christ was what I needed. And, and how different was your Christian service? I mean, did you know what differences did you notice between that and Oh goodness, and I didn't know what to wear. <laughs> I was so nervous. Yeah. I called him up, am I supposed to be in a dress? And he's like, No, no why? So. I'm like, What are you wearing? Are you wearing a tie? And he's like, No. And he's like, You can go in your pajamas and he's like, Excuse me? Yeah. Uh, not so the dress was different yes. more casual not going for three hours that was so nice <laughs> okay so the, uh, sh uh, a little shorter services mm -hmm. i really enjoyed that i didn't have to split into different meetings it was nice to be able to sit there with, with your husband with yeah with boyfriend family. at the time when we were just barely dating yeah. his family i mean i didn't know that i could split up from him when i didn't know anybody it was really nice to have so many people around that just i felt comfortable with we were all in agreement of why we were there yeah and that was to worship christ worship christ isn't it interesting how different that is that just you just don't go very far very long in a program or any situation and yet i felt twice as great afterwards yeah mm -hmm. yeah uh, that's wonderful um uh, what do you say to the LDS about works and grace and salvation? You don't need works. <laughs> I know that that is what they base a lot of it on, but they just they don't understand that Christ paid the price for us and that there is nothing that we can do to be accepted into his world except for accept him. Yeah. They don't understand that they're putting in all this time and effort when they don't need to. They're, they're breaking their backbone and all they need to do is just open their eyes and just love. You know, the Book of Mormon teaches that grace is, uh, what is the wording? Grace is, is there after, after all that we can do. The, the grace of Christ is after all we can do. And that's just totally different than There's the biblical There's nothing grace. we can do. You can't have grace and works. They're, they're mutually exclusive. If it's a gift, it's a gift. You can't add anything to that. And I think that's one of the great things that I began understanding about Christianity and, and our relationship with Jesus was that he paid for those sins and I can't add any to, anything to that. Now, we do good works, though. Why do we do good works? Because we love people. Exactly. Yeah. And we... And, 
So when you serve others, you're serving God, and you do those after you've you've come to the faith and a relationship with Jesus. Because sometimes the LDS will say, faith without works is dead. And so they use that as a... They do. What do you answer to that? It's wrong. All you need is love. <laughs> okay, very good. Um, now, you've had a different relationship with Jesus, obviously, since then. The Bible, has that opened up for you, too? Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. I would like to read more. It's, it is hard to understand, but it is well worth it. Taking classes, asking questions. Learning about the stories that you... That I've that never understood. Yeah. <laughs> now, you listed five problems that you had with Mormonism. Let me go through those real quickly. Uh, Joseph, Smith, Joseph Smith's failed prophecies. Any thought? Uh, what uh, What did you mean there? Well, putting it nicely, he looked into a hat and saw prophecies, and he was more or less a con artist. He, yeah, I, I don't feel see, much. And I don't for think him. I don't think the LDS really realize unless you watch Heart of the Matter regularly, like a Heart good of the matter. like a good person <laughs> would. But um, uh, to to realize that uh, Joseph Smith did put his head in a hat. And that's how he translated the, the Book of Mormon. And that's not anything we've made up. It's actually the story that Isaac Hale and Emma Hale and uh, Emma Smith and others would tell about that. So, yes, and, and there were other prophecies he had. I don't, I don't know if you know or aware of this, but he uh, prophesied that there'd be a temple within a period of time over in Independence, and of course that's never happened, and there's others. Um, what do you think about Joseph Smith? This is another one you have. Joseph Smith telling us that the Bible is not trustworthy. It's very incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I believe one of their articles of faith is that they trust in the Bible as long as it is translated correctly. As long as it's translated correctly, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and do you have more confidence in the Bible now? Oh, or? absolutely. Yeah. Everything is filtered through the Bible. Everything that you want to know, open the book. Do you feel like God brought the Bible to us like oh. He wanted us to? Oh, yes. He wants us to look at it. He wants us to read. It will help us. It comforts. It keeps us safe. It, it, it um, brings us knowledge Yes. of Him. Yeah, good. Okay. How about they believe that God, uh, that God wanted Adam and Eve to partake of the fruit in the Garden of Eden? What do you think <laughs> about that? I believe that the LDS want, were... Wow, how do I put that? They believe the fall was meant to happen and that God placed them there in the Garden of Eden. an upward fall. Yeah, they that, that they wanted us. Yeah. And that God didn't want that. He placed it there and told us not to take partake of the fruit for a reason. Yeah. But the LDS believe differently on that. Well, in their second article of faith is that men will be punished for their own sins and not for Adam's As transgression. transgression yes. And thus, I believe, we'll be punished for our own sins. But we do pay for Adam's transgression. We do. And the Bible tells us that Jesus, by sin came, by, by sin came by one man, so also comes salvation by one man, Jesus, and paying for those sins. So... That's a, that's a great message for us. And then the, the last one here is that they send missionaries out. Do you, I you think, think they should send missionaries out? I think it's a waste of time. Yeah. I think two years of a man's life or 18 months of a woman's life. I mean, if one wants to do Christian work later in life because of the principles that we follow, great. But whereas I 
do not believe in Joseph Smith and the LDS religion. I believe that they are going out and they are preaching the wrong thing to everybody else. And I don't know how else to put it other than it's a waste of time for the people listening and for those people on the mission. Mm -hmm. Now, the missionaries, though, do you think they're well prepared? Do you think they... Uh, do you think that can be a challenge, don't you? I'm sure it can be a challenge, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure they work really hard at it. And it's it's in their heart that that's what they're supposed to do and that's what they want to do. So in a way, I guess, you know, you applaud them for, for, putting for really the going in. But they don't need to do that. That's another work yeah. that is just taking time away from Christ. Okay. Um, it, uh, uh, the question was asked of you, uh, what have you given up? to become a Christian or given up as, as a Latter-day Saint, what have you given up? What have I given up? <laughs> I believe that I never really had many friends in the LDS religion. There, I was always the middle person. There was the outgoing crowd that weren't really into the religion and then the Molly Mormon. And I was in the middle, so I don't feel like I gave up a lot of relationships, but I think I let a lot of people down. Mm. Family, I, you mean, or friends? Not, well, anybody within my ward. Oh. Um, there is my dad's family whom I really don't speak with much. Oh. I'm your, not comfortable around them because they're always trying to push me back to church. They're praying for you to, to find, find yes. your way back. And yes. Do they say that to you when you see them? Is it awkward then? It is very awkward to go oh. to there, yes. Okay. Oh, that's too bad. So what have you gained? What have I gained? Becoming... Christ, yeah. for one. Salvation. Yeah. Um, a great marriage that I wouldn't give anything else for. Oh, that's wonderful. I've gained knowledge and a lot of friends that would, within the body of Christ, that would help me through anything. Well, I've got a couple of little last-minute or quick questions, I guess, is uh, the way to put it. Should the United States... Uh, uh, select a Mormon president. Oh man. Yes or no? No. No. I feel that they would push the religion on us. Yeah. And... Do you think he would follow counsel from Salt Lake City or do you think he would... Depends on the person probably. It does. Do you think he would, he would stand on his own and make decisions for the country? It's hard to say. I think a little bit of both. Where the allegiance would would lie and be difficult. Yeah. Are are Mormons Christian? Are Mormons Christian? I think there are some Mormons that are Christian, mm -hmm. although they still believe in works and many false doctrine. I believe that some do have a relationship with Christ, and in my heart, that means a lot. Well, and to be born again, it can be can happen as a Mormon. We know that from a, a book around, the, a born-again Mormon. Um, and so some people do have that relationship. It sounds like you really had that relationship as an LDS, you, that you had a trust in Christ that maybe your friends and your young, I did, young I just, friends didn't have. I did. I just didn't really know it. Yeah. And so when you heard it preached otherwise, then it, it touched you a lot more. Can a Mormon go to heaven? Can a Mormon go to heaven if they believe in Christ? They can. That's the promise, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Okay. And if you had a favorite book to recommend to the LDS, what would that be besides the Bible? Anything oh. that you've read that's been influential in your life? Of course you're going to ask me that because I just read one and I don't have a good memory. Oh. <laughs> the author? What was it about? Oh. Uh, 
man is coming back from a conference and he gets hit by a truck and he goes to heaven and he comes back to tell about it. I do not remember the name of it. Um, I actually think I've heard of that book. Okay. <laughs> he experiences heaven. And he does and he tells... Does he meet Joseph Smith up there? He does not meet Joseph Smith. <laughs> Brigham or any of the, nope, of the he, boys? Nope. He meets everybody that has uh, had an influence on his Christian walk okay. and he hears every Christian song that there is to hear at the same time and he says it's not a racket, it's beautiful and you can sing with every song. It's the best thing he's ever experienced. And he was—he knew all the music and all the words. Mm -hmm. It was um, all Christian-based. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, you've got one minute to live. What do you tell the LDS? What do you tell a Mormon? Research your religion. T step outside the box. Research other religions and see what difference there is in your doctrine. Thank you. Well. Martina, thanks so much for sharing you. your story. Oh. You're, you're a sweet young lady, and I wish you the best in your marriage and all that you do. And I'm grateful that, that uh, Jesus has found a way to touch your heart as he has and that you've been able to find him. And that's, I think, the most important thing in our walk is to, uh, to realize that we can have a personal relationship with the Savior. He's... Uh, he was given to us, as it says in Isaiah 9-6, a son is given and, uh, and he's the everlasting father. And uh, to understand that really is, uh, is what this life is all about. There's a scripture I'd like to share with you. It's uh, 2 Corinthians 4-3. I said this one last week, but it says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. And I, I would hope that you would open up the Bible, that you would turn your life over to Christ, that you would study His Word. We believe that He's brought His Word forward to us the way He wants us to have it, and that we can trust it, and that this is the gospel of Jesus Christ, not the gospel of Joseph Smith. And as you research and have questions about little things, step back and think a little bit. Use some logic and see what really fits for you. And see if it isn't a relationship with Jesus that would be the most important thing in your life. Turn it over to God. He'll give you answers to your prayers. Good night. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.